Hello everybody, welcome to the show 172, this episode is a little different, it's just me, but um, yeah, I just want to explain this episode was uh, done previously to the last maybe five or six episodes, it was just kind of how I was feeling in the moment, but I wanted to give you uh, just a singular episode with me, um, every so often I'm going to try to sprinkle those in, if just a spur of the moment how I'm feeling, so yeah, that's it. And uh, let's just get into it. Let's get into my nonsense. I'll see you on the other side of the chime. Bye, guys. Hello, everybody. Um, This is going to be a weird episode. I'm going to uh, pre-warn you on that. I'm still trying to get used to this new mic. Um, so it's one of these things where I'm, I'm acting within the moment, just a feeling I got. And so I just said, screw it, jump on the couch and hit record. Um, I'm just uh, tell you guys that I'm not having a great eye day. Eyes are super blurry right now. super sensitive to the, to the light. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's usually, oh, here comes bullet jumping up on the couch. He knows it's podcast time. Um, it's so cute that he does that. I don't know why. I don't know, but. Very comforting. Um, but anywho, uh, I'll tell you how I got to this point. But yeah, so I just but I just want to give you the build up here that I'm not really like this is not a time where I usually would get on the podcast and talk because like if I had an interview, I'd probably try to just reschedule because I just don't mentally feel it. Um, my eyes are a huge um, source of my depression. Um, especially when they're like this, when they're, when they're at their best, which is still not great. It is, it, it, it's a big surge of energy that does help, um, cure some of my ailments mentally. Um, that doesn't mean I'm all, it's, it's a certainty that I'm going to have a great, a uh, great mental day, but it, it definitely, definitely helps. Um, so I, you know, I, I'm going to get into some personal things here with me and just how I've been feeling and just some history and some things, but, uh, so I was listening to a podcast, um, everybody knows who Joe Rogan is, and uh, I was listening, you know, one of his episodes, and there's this artist on there named Jelly Roll, um, he's a, I guess he was more, he started as a rapper, um, but he's also, like, he, he recently just put out a country album, like a gospel country album, now, for most people who, who don't know me, um, you one of the things you wouldn't know well if you don't know me then you don't know me I guess that's a bad thing to say but for those who know a little bit about me um I'm not a huge country guy I like Johnny Cash I like some old outlaw country um but I'm not like a huge country person um I live in like a country area of Pennsylvania but it like that twangy country a lot of that just doesn't do anything for me but the old outlaw country that's always that grittiness always like just made me feel certain things uh and so this guy put out that album and he has a lot of hit records and he's like growing as an artist and it's really cool to see but i don't know why i clicked on it maybe it's just one of these things where you were meant to hear it but um so i was, li- I was listening to it and just listened to his story and just where he came from as, as a criminal like he's he's a guy who grew up um sorry about that guys he, he you know he had a weird like tumultuous household and then 
I guess it wasn't too tumultuous, but he had some, there were some issues in his family, I'll say. And, and again, I, I recommend you go listening to it and checking it out um, amongst all of Joe Rogan's episodes, but this one in particular. Um, and uh, yeah, but he eventually went to jail when he was 15, or he was convicted when he was 15, and he, for, for robbing somebody for over marijuana and he ended up doing, I don't know if he actually said how many years, but I think it was at least, it was like 10 or more years and he got out and, um, started, you know, he was always passionate about songwriting and creating music and, um, he wanted to change his life cause he found out he had a daughter and he was just on drugs and, and you know, and, and, but he has a sweet story with his, his wife who was a like high class, um, escort and they both like found each other at like really bad places in their lives and they just fell in love and and they found ways to fix their so you know their addictions and became relatively sober they still you know smoke weed and drink and things but there's they're just better people together and they just love each other and um and it was just but just hearing his story and her story and how they're connected and <clears throat> and just like the happiness and joyfulness that's like in his voice when he's speaking, he um like when he's on Joe Rogan, like he's a super fan of him, and like he he's like living his dream, and he's talking about all the things he's accomplished, and just in this small amount of time when he was just you know thought he was like he said one of the only things he knows was was I think he said the two things he knows is music and crime, and um because that's like he just. You know, all he knew was drugs and just, I don't know, just things that just went on in his life just didn't go the way he um, maybe anticipated. And just, it, he went into this negative circle for so long that, you know, he never foresaw himself ever becoming what he is now, which is a huge star in music. Um, and where he's meeting his idols and they want to perform with him and he's just doing big shows like American Idol and Joe Rogan and, and many others. And winning awards, the country awards, and um, yeah, he's just he's super successful now, and he's a household name out of nowhere. Um, and but like, why like this is like triggered me and just hit me, um, because it it's just like, it, I'm not really like feeling all that good mentally right now. I'm kind of down with my eyes and everything but when I'm listening to this guy's story like it just keeps me going because I, I hear it and I go like fuck like that's what I want like I want to be able not necessarily in, in music but to be able to just do the things I want to do and just be happy like when he's talking about the things he's he's accomplished so far and you just like when he talks to Joe Rogan like dude I fuck I just met you and I fucking love you and like he's just he's so happy and he's just living you know what the kids say your best life he's just living his best life and he's just everything he's dreamt is coming true and he just wants to help people and he you know he's got other um, avenues in, in in life that he's trying to uh, get done just through like helping kids that are struggling youth kids that are struggling um in the penitentiary and commit you know things that like he had to go through and, and um forgive me my mind isn't all there right now because i'm just you know brain foggy and then just i didn't know i was gonna get on here so i didn't really drink any matcha tea or prepare or anything but um 
so yeah, as I'm listening to the story, and then and then you talked about his wife's podcast, and so I was like, okay, so I started listening to that, and I just started talking, hearing their conversation. They're just so open with each other about everything, their sex life, just anything, and they're on the, you know, she has a pretty decent sized podcast herself, and just, but just how honest they are with each other in their lives, and just, uh, it's just, it's very beautiful, but like you can, like you hear it in his voice, like how happy he is, um, for a guy who committed a horrible crime and then comes out of it and is just trying to make amends in any way he can um and he's just like I said he just has like this beautiful spirit and, and it's just one of these things to, to kind of connect it and bring it all back around to, to me because I am an attention whore and need to make everything about me um no I I just because I I dream and I fantasize a lot Sometimes it's just even things that I don't even really want to do or ever, you know, ever succeed in, like in a sport. Like, okay, I don't, I don't think I've ever told anyone this, like, ever. Not that, like, it's a secret or anything. It's just there's just things that you just don't tell anybody because it's just your weird quirks and things. But a lot of times I fan, like, I have multiple fantasies of just being, like, a star or pitcher or hitter or, or whatever. Just being, just being, like, the underdog and, and, and you know, succeeding in, in some sort of sport, um, whether it's a fighter or, um, yeah, I even dream about like being in like a zombie apocalypse and just like helping a town succeed and, and, um, doing the necessary things to stay alive and protect those that I care about most and, and, you know, create, uh, more relationships and, and just help thrive within this horrible uh pandemic of whatever you want to call it just this huge just horrible apocalypse um but do basically do the opposite of what they did in the walking dead and try to make sure humans coexist and not focus on fighting each other even though it happens as well <clears throat> and so i do all, i dream and i fantasize and, and and sometimes it's not just impossible things it's also um, things that are, are, are cl closer in the realm of my spectrum, something I would actually obtain or try to obtain. Um, like, you know, create, you know, building a nonprofit or creating some, some space. And I always thought about for disabilities, but now the more I think about it, like for those that just downtrodden, the ones that are just struggling, it's just for those who are never given another chance. Um, or never given a chance, whether they're homeless, they have addiction issues, or abused, you know, women, um, uh, sexual, like, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of the terminology you use, like sexual, I want to say sexual predator survivors, but uh, sexual abuse survivors, or uh, obviously people with disabilities, um, just any, anybody who's been through some sort of shit, somebody who's trying to rehabilitate out of prison, um, and they're just they're trying to build a whole new life for themselves and they're trying to be a better person, but like the world won't let them. Um, so, and so I dream about, fantasize just about making things come true. And, and he, he was talking about how he manifests basically everything that's happened to him. He said one day, I'm going to be on Drogan. One day I'm going to be on these award shows and, and such. <clears throat> and it's like, 
I, I, I listen to those people who say they do that. And I'm in all of them because I, I really, I have this weird, like, you know, it's like there's like, you know, when you go to shut your door, some sort of like doorstop. You go to put your, you ever, you ever see those, um, what are they called? Resistant, um, oh, God damn it. I just bought some, too. Um, they're like little, what the fuck are they called? Oh, my mind. I hate it so much. Um, anyway, you, you tug on them, and it's just to build muscle. Uh, and they have like a little thing you stick in the door. Uh, they call it like a door anchor. And you stick it in there, and that keeps it from moving. And then you pull on these bands. I'm sorry. Resistant bands. That's what they're called. And you pull on them, and you can do different type of exercises. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's like something that's in your door, and you just can't close it. Every time you go to close it, it's just something's in the way. It just won't shut. Um, and how the hell did I get to that? See, that's what I'm saying. Like, my brain is so shot. I wish it wasn't because it would make it for a better episode. But then again, it also makes it a real episode. Um, oh, yeah. Like, so every time I try to get to. <clears throat> sorry. So every time I get to a place where I'm. I'm I hear something. And every time I want to say, like, I'm going to have better vision. I'm going to. Make this podcast a success. I'm going to find another job. I'm going to. Every time I do it. Is just like. When I go to shut the door. And just. Like. Boom. That's it. I'm done. Something just puts its foot in the way. And goes. Nah. You know. You're not going to do it right. Come on. Like come on. You know. It's like you see somebody like. Tries to say something. Like they drop the mic. Like boom. I got it. Then somebody just picks up the mic. And goes. Hey. Come here. Yeah, that wasn't all that impressive. Um, yeah, no, that's not going to happen for you. Like, I have this this other voice that just automatically tries to put me back in check <clears throat> and tells me, no, nah, no, nah, this will not come to fruition. Now, there's a lot of times that I still hold on to these things, and I still, like, I may not keep speaking it into existence, I may not be proudly going, yes, I'm going to do this, because at the same time, though I may not be doing that, I am still pursuing the podcast, I'm still finding guests, I'm still doing, still interviewing people, I'm still trying to find other different topics and, and, and uh, subject matters we haven't uh, gone over, and I'm just trying to find um, other disabilities, and just still trying to build this platform to be something. Even though I doubt myself on everything I do. I hear when the brain fog kicks in. I, I um, Like I hear myself when I'm like falling apart mentally. Um, and uh, might be a lot of times no one else can hear. But I'm, I'm just so insecure with myself a lot of times. I beat the shit out of myself. And I can't allow myself to have any sort of success. Uh. Which was another thing about this interview. That's like over two hours. It's almost close to three, I think. It's just listening to his insecurities and just all his sadnesses and, and what he battles. Um, and it's just something I've, I've been struggling with myself, just trying to be a good person, knowing deep down I am a good person. But when you have to sit there and marinate and you have to come to terms with yourself and you have to realize like all your weaknesses and... and all the things that make you 
necessarily not so much of a good person. Um, like all the negative thoughts and just all the shit. Sometimes like you, 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 sometimes you're not the best to other people. Like uh, I, I've been, and I can admit it, it's okay, but I've been more rea- reactionary in the last eight years where I've taken so much shit from my, from other people and you get bullied and all that. And it doesn't make sure doesn't make every reaction right for me. Um, but I've told a lot of people in the last eight years to fuck off. And, you know, I think it started with my mother, which we're, we're building a relationship again, but I think it kind of started with her. And then, but she's like one of the, she's like the only important person I believe that I told to fuck off, to be honest. Like a lot of the people that I told to fuck off were people that I work with or, well, my uncle, but like whether we ever repair that relationship is not really important. And I've talked about it on here before on the father figure episode, but whether we repair it is fine. I I hope we do. Especially, you know, as long as my grandma is still around, I would like her to see that. But if we don't, we don't. Did he deserve it? Yes. Um, did my mom deserve it? Partially, yes, but not in that way. Maybe not fuck you, but just, you know, I don't know. I've taken so much hurt and pain and, and I don't always react the way I want to react. Um, I've talked about it a little bit on one of the previous episodes where I just went after a guy at work verbally, um, because I don't like when people repeat themselves over and over and I don't like when someone just treats me like I'm stupid. Um, I don't, I don't like when someone invades my space and just like, it's like almost I'm breathing their air at this point. And I got to a point where I just I felt like I was being disrespected. And so I pushed back and then he just didn't get it and kept picking at me to the point where I just told him to fuck off. Actually, I never told him to fuck off, but I did say he sucked dick to get the job and whatever, which again, I never, I necessarily didn't lie about anything. Everything I said was accurate. It's just, I could have just said he kissed ass or whatever, but I had to just like, because I was hurting and I had to, and I, I don't know hurting is the right word, but I've been hurting over in life, but for, for, for a long time. But like, not like what he was saying was hurting, because it wasn't. It's just, you just get tired of being disrespected after a while. Like when you know, like wholeheartedly and with, with absolute confidence that most of these people couldn't like touch you work-wise if you're given the right opportunities and, and everything you've done and put time and effort in and you look at all the people that surpass you bosses-wise and you just go like... God, these people aren't even, like, they're not worth it. Like, they don't do anything. They don't know how to lead, especially when it comes to other people with disabilities. And I know I'm going really inside with this, but it, it, it all makes sense, uh, hopefully. <laughs> with me, hopefully. Um, and so, But, like, so that was the more recent one. But one of the things that is another thing that's bringing this whole thing up for me is, so I got I got written up for this. And the main boss, who's relatively new, she went through my whole track record from 2015, um, March of 2015 on to today, 
or that current day. And she pulled up like eight different instances with me. Um, now they're all not necessarily actually saying fuck you. There was like one or two of those two, I think. Um, and she asked me like, how, how am I still here? Like, I don't know how you've gotten fired. And like, you know, like technically I only have two write-ups, but I guess they wrote a bunch of them up, but I didn't sign anything. Um, and one was an incident where a woman told me she didn't care if I got hurt. So I told her to fuck off. Um, and a lot of them were valid. It just, I just, again, I don't, I don't, I've never lived in this professional world. Like I, I've, when it comes to working outside the company, because that's what a lot of I do now, and I'm around customers and, and, and so on, I, I'm very respectful, but I usually am. I just don't like bullshit. I never have. I never will. I don't. I, I can't live in this politically correct world. That's why a lot of times you don't ever hear me say the correct word when it comes to describing someone with special needs or... or any of this shit because I don't, I don't know what the correct word is and I just go with look my intent is to be good so if you can't take that again if I if I hurt your feelings I'm sorry but I'm not intending to disrespect you I'm really not because I don't care who you are I don't care who you sleep with I don't care what you're about other than as long as it's like just a positive vibe and you're trying to do something good because I could have people with disabilities on here who just hate their lives and hate having a disability and it will just hurt it could it hurts the message and I'm not saying I don't respect them or I'm not fighting for them or I don't understand their plight and what what they're going through at that current time. I, I, I go through it now. I'm going through this second. But I've, I've, I'm not maybe as harsh as they are because I've, 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 I've pushed past a bunch of barriers and moved them out the way so I can breathe and, and heal and, and recover and just evolve. And so... But I, I get it. I just don't want them on here for the simple fact that I don't want to impede anyone else's grievings and everyone else's um, involvement in, in life. Because I don't want someone to hear that and go, oh, my God, they're right. Screw it. I don't want to contribute to anyone else's pain or suicide or or any anything just horrific. Um and maybe I do anyway, and I don't even know it. I don't know. I'm not saying that because I'm being insecure about it or anything. I just, I just, you just, you just don't know because you don't know who hears this. You don't know what my words even matter. Like, do they matter to anybody? I know they matter. To, they matter to some, but like, there might be someone out there I have never met and that they matter to, and they listen to me and they just go, "Hey, like this guy is, you know, real. This guy, like." something about him I love and I gravitate towards and I don't know maybe and, and I don't want to hurt that and if I have I, I do apologize because I'm not trying to but I, I also like to show you when I'm not at my best it's just it's real <clears throat> um but so, so one of the reasons why this this whole episode started is just when I beyond just listening to this episode like I just was so captivated by his happiness and just like how much, like I'm laying there and partially sad because I don't have it. Just like, because one of the things I've always wanted, I don't know if I've, I've stated this on here, but one of the, probably the thing I've ever, I've wanted the most in life. And, and, you know, I'll give you a second to think about it. Take your own guess. But like, it's not more vision. It's not more money. Um... It's not 
you know, erase everything that's happened to me. Um, it's not even like a supermodel or anything like that. It's just, and this is something he has. Not, and, and all the things that he just accomplished in the last couple of years here, the one thing I want want that he has is just a woman who loves me back unconditionally and accepts me for who I am. Um, and someone who makes me feel attractive. Someone again, and this is it sounds like wow, like wow, you need a lot of things because this you're really dependent on a person. No, because I want to be the same thing for that person. I'm just saying what I need and what I would like. Um, because I, I mean, at the same time, I would like a woman who hopefully I make feel attractive and hopefully they are content and, and just just so enamored by me as I am by them, and that we're just like, you know, we can't be separated from each other. Just we're irresistible. Like we just we love each other in every single way, and we have our own way of speaking code, and we just we're just madly in love. Um, and I, again, I don't even know if this is gonna be a good episode, but this that's the that's the thing I've always wanted more than anything. Even even more than this podcast succeeding or or helping out those with problems I mean that it's a close close second um because the problem is like I don't feel like I have any direction I'm just kind of walking around and hoping I stumble into what I want because anytime anyone ever asks me what do you want to do for a living or what do you what what are you most passionate about what is it that you want in life and I always say I just want to help people because I get a lot of great emotional feedback that tingle when I'm able to just help anybody just like somebody at the grocery store because I, I I'm no one uh, for most of my life I don't think anyone ever felt like they could count on me and I don't think that it's not that I was unreliable or anything it's just you know the disability part and I'm not trying to do woe is me but that that is a real thing like I don't think a lot because like well obviously no one's going to count on me for driving right um, I'm a good counselor. I'm a good person. I'm a good listener. I'm a good talker that can help uh, a person who's dealing with something. But a lot of times, if they have another person in their life, someone who can see better than me, a lot of times people don't want to count on me. Um, and that's why I'm more in the last so many years, I have taken more leadership and I have been more assertive and said, hey, I want to learn these things because I don't want to be crippled in certain situations and that's like no pun intended. Like I don't want to be, I don't want to be in a job where it's like, Oh, well he knows this, knows this, but you know, he doesn't know this and this and this and this. Cause I know I can't drive, but I want to be able to learn as much as I can so that I am very dependable. But at the same time, I want to learn those things so that I can teach the next person or teach someone else because a lot of people tend to keep their, it's like, it's a big secret. They want to be so reliable that they don't want others to know their secrets and the tricks to succeeding at this particular profession or, or, you know, obstacle or whatever it is that someone, you know, and there may be a couple people that know it and it's like, aha, but at least I know it. But it's like, no, I want everyone to know it. I don't, I, I just, I, you know, we all find our ways how to get it done and we might have our own little tricks, but I want to at least know it and then I'll figure it out how to do it my own way. <clears throat> so... Um, again, I, I, I don't know if I ever explained that I also have really bad allergies. 
one of many things I have. And so that's why I'm clearing my throat and sniffling all the time. So I apologize, but, you know, comes with the territory. I know a lot of you have suffered from it as well. I bet you live here in Pennsylvania. Uh, so much pollen. Ugh, so gross. There's one part of the state that, you know, I'm getting all over the place, but as soon as I get into the, the, the town, it's called State College. It's where Penn State football plays. Um, it's where the big Penn State campus is. Uh, when I, as soon as, because I do some work down there, as soon as I step into that town, ugh, my allergies are just all over the place. I don't even know. I might be going there tomorrow. I hope not. Uh, it's not, it's a nice town. It's just the pollen and, and whatever it is in there. It just, it just wrecks my shit. Um, oh, excuse me. excuse moi But, um, again, I think I might've lost my train of thought again because I had to go off rails. Um, but yeah, I mean, kind of getting back to this episode, this, this podcast I listened to, so many things, like, just, it made me, like, want things. I just, it's hard when my eyes are like this, because it brings me down mentally, and I just, I have these ebbs and flows of emotion, where sometimes I get this, like, weird, like, jolt of, like, positivity, and I'm like, yes, like, okay, once we get out of this, we're going to do that, and it's like, but then I, then I get to that, I either don't want to do it at that point in time, or I don't know how to do it. And I just hit so many locked doors, you know, and they say like, you know, when one door closes or when you find one door that's locked, you know, another one will open. And that's great. Oh, hi, Bullet. I'm sorry. He was licking himself. I bumped him in his little nose. I booped him with my elbow. Sorry, brother. Um, And if you heard that little more, that was him. He's dissatisfied with my whole touching him during his intimate moment um but yeah everything I try like I'm trying to eat better and then I lose 18 pounds because of it and everything I do I keep losing more weight and I'm like no I don't I know so now I start eating like shit again like start eating more pizza and trying to put on weight and it's like nothing's working and Again, I run into so many closed doors. I get so discouraged by it. And I'm trying to keep this motivation going because like, I, when I hear him, I'm like how happy he is. And that's the thing. It's not that I hear him and go like, oh, my God, I want to be a country music star or a rapper. Or I want to you know, perform on American Idol or even go watch American Idol Live or any of that shit. I... I'm happy for him. I'm genuinely happy for him. It makes me want to support him because up until this point, I, I've heard of him, but I didn't never really listen. I've heard a couple songs of his, but I didn't know they were his. And because he has such a unique name, Jelly Roll, I'm like, okay. like. But I saw him on Rogan. I'm like, I don't know. Just something made me want to click on it. But I, I, And now I'm just like a, a fan and I want to support him and just because I want to see this underdog just continue to grow and be succeed more than he ever could have imagined possible but at the same time I don't want to just sit from the stands and just say yeah go you I also want to be that same person and that doesn't mean I want to make millions of dollars I don't know what he makes but I don't want to make millions of dollars I don't want to hit records I mean it would be cool if I had that kind of talent or passion but I want to be able to like impact my community that way I want to be able to be counted on I want to help so many people because I just there's so many people my 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 circle of friends that are just 
I want to try to help them as best I can. I want to, you know, make my family proud of me. Like I want my family, my mom and grandma to see me with somebody and smiling and, and, uh, in love. So they know that I'm okay because I don't know how, I don't know how they feel about it because I, I'm, I'm closed off a lot of times, especially with them. And I know it may not seem that way to you because I get on here and I share a lot of things, but I don't share everything. I share a lot, but you know, sometimes I keep a lot of shit to myself because I just, I don't know how to express it. And I don't want to be embarrassed about expressing anything, but it's just finding a way to be fully comfortable because I am like a people pleaser and I always want to make people happy. So I also don't like to step on toes. But at the same time, I also eat a lot of shit to do that because there's times that I just, I don't want to break this little like thing we have here, like I'm, we're having an okay conversation. Let's say me and a, like a supervisor or somebody, we're having an okay conversation and maybe I don't necessarily 100% agree with it, but it's not so unagreeable that it's like, uh, like it's, it's no point to make waves with it because it's, it's just, what's the point? But then later on, I tend to dwell on it and go like, well, see, pussy, your whole life, you're going to be afraid to say something. You know, there's a cute girl I saw in the grocery store the other day and it, Again, I know I'm going all over the place, but it, it, it's another analogy in the same vein here. As I saw a pretty girl in the grocery store, and it's like I, I kept doing the little, uh, what do you call that, jump rope game? The, uh, oh, what the hell do you call it? Where you, where, uh, it's not double dutch, is it? Maybe it's double dutch. Where they just, two people are swinging the rope, and it's just like one, two, three, and you got to figure out when, when your time is to jump in. And... Is like that. And I'm like, are you going to go say something to her? And then I'm like, well, what are you going to say? And then I just pussy out. Anyway, I'm like, I'm 34 and I'm still pussying out, man. I'm still doubting myself and still thinking I'm so ugly. And, and like, I, I have such, I'm like, I have this stupid cloud that like hangs over me and just rips me down. And just my confidence is so whack. Like, it, God, it, it, it <clears throat> it just completely reverberates through my body and shakes me to my core, unfortunately, and, and just tells me no. And then I don't do it. And then I sit there and I'm like, my grandma's like finishing paying. I help her pack and she's finishing paying. So I go and sit on the bench and just wait for her. Oh, you know, a couple, you know, whatever, six counters down. And, and I'm just sitting there like, almost grieving this moment that never happened and like I want to cry I, I'm just angry with myself and I'm just sad because it's like there's another opportunity again I don't even know this girl could have been a lesbian for all the fuck I know but I just was so distraught and, and <clears throat> I couldn't like I, I've had so many moments like that and I, it's like I'm, I'm always afraid. There's still this kid in me that's always afraid of everything because of what's happened to me. And, and never feeling like I'll ever be accepted by anybody and, and truly loved. And that's what, what I mean when going back to all the very beginning of this episode is where I just never feel like I'm going to get that. And I know, like, that's the thing. I know if I could turn this around and I could turn it into something, like, it's a hell of a story. 
uh, and that's why I, I, I want to commit to when I say like, man, I'm going to do Joe Rogan or I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to do it. But it's like, I just, and that's the thing. What stops me is the unknown, not just the unknown, like what could happen if I did this or, you know, what could happen in five years. It's the, un, like the unknown of that. I don't know exactly how to go about these things. I don't have that, those kind of connections. <laughs> I don't have someone, I don't have like a real mentor that guides me in the right place. I don't have that person that can get me to where I got to get to and I can just lift off from there. Because I know I just need someone to believe in me. And and you could say, well, well, you just got to believe in yourself. And, and that's fine. But no matter how much I believe in myself, you can't do this alone. You, and a lot of people get really lucky and they get some breaks and may, maybe I'll I'll hit some of those. You know, God willing, maybe I will, but it hasn't happened at all so far. And that, again, still doesn't mean anything, but, uh, and again, I don't ever, I don't want to rely on somebody for, for money or, or for, um, any kind of gain in life. I just need someone to just show me and guide me to the next, you know, lily pad. And then I'll, hopefully I can jump to the next one by myself and just because I just I, I don't I, I had a very like sh- somewhat sheltered childhood and so I, I've never I was very protected I never got to really travel enough I never got to go many places even though I've, I've lived a decent amount and I've had some some experiences I haven't had enough um, and I'm trying to just break the bonds and the chains of my fear because I'm, I'm sometimes I'm just petrified even when I'm not I don't I don't necessarily feel it like that it's just this thing where it's like I don't know I guess it would be some sort of equivalent like if you were literally um in prison or or you you were just in chains and shackles at all time but you just kind of forgot that they were on you and every time you go to move like you'll see an open door and as you go to walk to the door the chain just snugs and just pulls you back and you're like, oh shit, that's right. I was so, my eyes were so caught on and and just, you know, magnetized by the light and the the fresh air that was coming in. I wanted to head that way and I just completely lost track of the fact that, oh yeah, I'm just, I've been in prison. And it's not necessarily, or even like a shot collar. It's like every time I'm like, yes, yes, let's go, let's go. Oh, shit, never mind. And uh, this is, it's really what it's like. It's just you, you get a reality check. <clears throat> um, and so you guys get to go on this journey with me. And like I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like soul search and just find who who I am at my core. Because no matter what, I know, even though I know that I'm a really good person, I don't always make the best decisions. And again, that's, that's, I'm human. And this is just a, 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 unraw, unfil- a raw, unfiltered uh, look into someone who struggles a lot. And I guess this would kind of be the equivalent of someone who struggles with addiction. They always go back to their comfort zone. They always go back, goes, goes, goes back to what makes them safe, feel safe and happy. And for me, it's just like my bed or 
my couch and bullet. But, you know, even though these things aren't necessarily bad, but I also am not getting anything done. My mental health just, just, just constantly, just like cutting me every time. Just little, little cuts. And you just become numb to it. You don't even feel it a lot of times. And that's why I never know how much the stress and anxiety and everything, especially with the antidepressants, like I wonder how much of the anxiety is still there. It's just underneath. And because I've dealt with it for so much that even though I could feel it when it's at its max, but when it's at like level five out of 10, I can't feel it, but it's there and it's impacting me negatively. And I just don't know it. Um, those are the things I really worry about. And, um, I, I mean, I worry a lot because I don't, I don't want to check out of this life not succeeding at what I want to succeed at. And I don't want to check out, I don't, I don't want this to be all for nothing. I don't want to look back at my life and go, God, look at all those opportunities that I didn't take. Look at how many times I had chances and I sat and cried and I was angry and I made excuses. Um, again, this is like as real as you're going to get with me. I'm not crying, but I'm not saying it's not there. I just, I'm not going to fake cry just to cry, but I feel sad to some degree. And I'm not, I'm not like suicidal right now or anything. I'm not, I'm just being real with you. And I just, cause I, I feel this rush of, passion and how much I want to do so much good in this world because there's so much sad and anger in the world that I have it too and it's so easy to get caught up in that and maybe some of my statements sometimes can be off-putting because I I just say how I'm feeling in that moment maybe I generalize and it makes people feel I don't know I'm just I'm just saying because I sometimes I reflect on some of the things I say and I probably shouldn't have put it that way and whatever maybe I was a little more combative and as I try not to argue with guests it's not that I'm afraid to argue with them it's just I'm grateful for their opportunities and I just want I don't want it to be an argumentative show I just want it to be a show where we can talk get to know each other share our stories and try to get along even if we aren't necessarily on the same side of the track even if we're nothing alike because I just want it to be a safe space like I don't even like completely saying it's my podcast. I like to kind of say it's our podcast because it's a, it's a safe space for all of us. Um, it's a place where you can come and just be yourself and talk and, and share your stories and know you won't be judged. Um, because, you know, I won't judge you. I, I can't. I'm too, uh, you know, I'm, I'm too screwed up myself. I've been through too much shit. I'm very strong and resilient, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I have a lot of damage and baggage, unfortunately. <clears throat> and that's why, like, I think I'm a, one of the key things, going back to telling you how much I want someone to love me back, <clears throat> is I want, I just, I just want that one person who's just going to look past all the shit that I know people see. Ah, he's skinny. Ah, his eyes are fucked up. Oh, he seems a little reactionary or, or he, he seems sad or um, whatever, that, whatever it is. 
people see like the scars physical and emotional and and just goes like wow like deep down there's just that that's just a good person because like if if this if you got i don't know eight year old me it would just be even four year old me being in the hospital and just peppy and hi guys and i'm in pain and i'm dying and and yet I'm still like, hey guys, and then life kicks you a little more, and I'm still just happy and just loving. It's more kicking and more kicking. And at some point after a while, your ribs just hurt. After a while, you just can't stand. And even if you can get up, it takes much longer than you used to get up. You used to be able to just sprint up and just sprout back up and then just sprint down the fucking hallway and boom, you're ready to go. Full of energy. Piss and vinegar, as they say. And I'm not even just using this as like analogy for youth, but like the more you take, yeah, you can endure it more as well, but when you do get knocked down, especially when you felt like you've gotten so far and you've gotten beyond what you think you've gotten beyond. You think, oh, uh, I'm, I'm beyond this. I'm above all this. And then you take a huge step backwards and it's like, oh, like it's really shocking and daunting that, you, that you, you're, you're going back to this shit again. Like, really? We're still here, huh? You know, I have real dialogue with myself, heated altercations with myself where I'm just like, really, TJ? For fuck's sake, we're still doing this, huh? Really, you're still making the same goddamn mistake. Like I'll t- I'll tell you one that I I made, I didn't make recently. I kind of checked myself, right? And so I told you about how much I would like a good person in my life, a good woman in my life. But I also have sexual needs, right? And um, and so sometimes the inner horny TJ will talk to me and go like, "Well, you know, this girl's not even necessarily that attractive." But she would probably be easier to sleep with. You know, just keep talking to her. Screw it. I mean, and not like guilt her into it or tell her one thing and do the other, but just whatever. Just screw it. Go down this road of just sleeping with, trying to sleep with this one person. And I realize that I'm like, and I feel like I've been giving opportunities more more so in the last couple of years that I just keep, I just like ignore the signs because it just horny TJ kicks in and goes, nah. Just go for it and just have sex and have fun and who cares? And again, not that there's anything really wrong with it, but if I want to grow, it's impeding that. It's blocking me from getting to where I want to get to. And so I started talking to this girl and she has issues. She has a disability herself and it's just like, I realize she's just a sweet girl. And I'm like, nah, check yourself. Just be friends, man. Just talk to her. It's okay. Like, I think this person... A sign like someone this person needs a friend, they need someone to talk to, and they don't need you to flirt with them, even though you met on a dating site. It's like this isn't gonna go anywhere, you know that, but it can go somewhere as a friend. And but sometimes I'm just so to some degree even desperate because I'm just so tired of being alone, so tired of just doing this shit over and over and just trying to put myself out there and being rejected and um, being ignored and and. Um, being seen and heard is just so hard. I feel it feels like it's impossible for me, and I want that so bad. And and sometimes I try too hard. 
and I don't want that. I just I would love to be that cool guy that's just like whatever. She doesn't text me back. She doesn't text me back. But it bothers me when people ignore me and they just disappear for no reason at all, and they just leave you unread and 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 you get blocked for no reason. It's just I hate this kind of culture, and it just it fucks you up. The dating world now it can screw you up pretty badly because you just start to build some animosity. And resentment towards women, even though 95% of the people that are important to me are women. I mean, maybe that number's changing a little bit now, so maybe 85, but it was always women. And, um, I mean, for the longest, like, the running joke was just, like, everyone in my life that's important to me are women, including my cat, until Diva died. Um, now I have Mr. Boleto. Hi, sweet boy. Oh, you're so precious and soft. Um... Yeah, and I, I sometimes I show desperation because I and I, I'm not saying it's attractive. It's not. I I fall on my face a lot because I don't. Again, I just I want to be something for someone, and I know I am for some people. I, I'm starting to really look at like some of the people that I, I check on and things and and how they're, you know. My my voice matters to them, <clears throat> and that means a lot to me too. Just to know that I can impact anybody. Um, so there's that, but uh, it's just not what I. I mean, I want that, but it's just I've always just wanted a good woman in my life, and I've never had the healthiest relationships. Um, and then that's weird to say because there's never been drugs in my relationship. I don't do drugs. I don't drink or anything. So there's no been no addiction. Or vices, really. I mean, maybe sex, I guess. But even... There's been relationships that were based around that. But I don't know if it was unhealthy or anything. It was all platonic. It was all consensual and everything. So it's not like... You know, I don't know. I don't want this going too much longer because I'm just yammering. And I don't don't even know how interesting it is. And if, if I even made my point. <laughs> um, but, uh... Yeah, I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how where where TJ goes on the next like where's what's my next step? Because I am growing, I am getting somewhere. I just don't know where the hell that is. And I, that's that's not necessarily that's that's fine. It's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm just trying to figure out where the hell that is because I I want to know. I want to have some more guidance. I want the light at the end of the tunnel to get a little bigger. I want a bigger visual visualization on it because I can't, you know, like I'm, I'm, I will say the thing that I'm most impressed about by doing this, like even this episode, like I'm fighting brain fog. I'm fighting my visual impairment. I'm fighting certain pains in my bodies. I'm fighting just all kind of demons and things that are just constantly trying to tear me down. And I keep going. Um, and then, and my resilientness is, is 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 literally probably my best quality. I'm a very loyal person too, but how resilient I am, and how much I keep bouncing back, and how most days I wouldn't even be touching this microphone if I felt like the way I do. But I want you all to see me in in my my true. I want to say my true form, but one of my true forms. One of, one of my real moments where I'm kind of I strip all the fat away and I take away all the filters whatever filters are left and I'm losing them 
more and more the older I get. But I'm, I'm just cutting away all that and just saying here, like if you ask me a question, I would give you the most, you know, raw answer I could possibly give you. It might not be the most politically correct answer. It might not be the answer you want to hear, but it's how I feel. Um, so I, I don't know. I hope this helped you, anybody out there. I'm just going through the emotion, just listening to a podcast, kind of right back around just to the beginning here. I, I listened to this episode, this podcast episode of Joe Rogan with this singer, Jelly Roll. Really inspired by his story and was just enamored by his his happiness and how happy he was from where he came and how hard he, he had to fight and work to get to where he's at and how much his life is just, it seems perfect. It seems like, but again, perfect for him, not for anybody, just for him. And he's become a better father. He's just become a great husband and just a better musician. He's just living the life he always wanted to live. But he had to do, you know, more more than 10 years in prison and going through so many failures and, and drug stints and all these things he had to go through to get to where he wanted to get to. And so me hearing this episode, it inspired me, but also it's like, how, how in the world can I obtain that kind of happiness in my own way? You know, how can I have a beautiful wife that I love and loves me unconditionally? How can I have a job that I love doing where I can impact and help others? And how can I continue to move the needle and, and, and share my story and, and help those with mental health and, and disabilities and, and whatever else, what other uh, pockets of um, grief and, and uh dysfunction and, and um, trauma and whatever else I can get into to help those out there with, with no judgment whatsoever. Um, and so, yeah, it's just kind of, it's just, a, it's just a side episode I'm putting out here. Uh, I, ho- I hope it helped anybody who listened. I maybe it gets you to get to know me a little more. Um, yeah, I mean... I don't ever try to hide that I'm some fantastic, super duper person. This is just me. Um, after this, I'm probably going to get a drink and lay down. I'm just going to put more ointment in my eyes. And it's, it's not going to be a great night other than maybe some good sleep, hopefully. But um, yeah, before we get out of here, let me see if I can get Bullet the Purr in the mic. Because I know you guys love that. Because he is such a good, good boy. Boleto? Boleto? Come here. Want to smell it? Come here. There you go. <laughs> you don't even know what to do with it. Oh, he's such a good boy. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. I won't make funny anymore. You are officially my co-host from here on out. I thought about changing it. Getting some hot biddies in here. Get a hot lady and just replace you, but there is no replacing the Mr. Bullet. Whoop, sorry guys. There is no replacing you, Bullet. Never, ever, ever, ever. Um, again, guys, what the hell is wrong with this mic now all of a sudden? What the hey, bro? What the hey? There we go. 
Um, still getting used to this new mic, so apologies. It's I think I have to get a new mic stand on top of it. It's super weird. Um, <clears throat> but yes, thank you for being on this episode. Let me make sure I, I need to close this out here. So there we go. But yeah, thank you for being on this episode with me. I, I hope somebody got something from this. I hope, like I said, I got my point across. I hope that, uh, yeah, I just, I just hope there was something here for you to get. Um, and there was, I'm just insecure. But I also know that I just, I ramble and I lose my space. Uh, I, lose, I lose like where I'm at. And um, I'm struggling, but I'm fighting and I'm, I'm getting back up. Get knocked down, you get right back up. Um, just hurts a little more every time, I swear. But uh, no more analogies. I'm going to get my ass out of here. Um, Bullet and I are... Bullet, I'm going to let him get his rest on the couch by himself. And I'm going to get a drink, brush my teeth, take a shower, and I'm just going to lay in bed and just maybe listen to some more podcasts. Um, and I hope you guys have a good day, good week. And hopefully you try to help someone else out there. Um, but also help yourself. Look out for yourself too. Um, try your best to look at yourself like the way I do. And just, you know, don't just look at the good things, the bad things as well. It's the only way we can change and we can evolve and become better. So, but yeah, but also, you know, as importantly as helping yourself, help someone else out there as well. Because... There's a lot of people that need it. So I'll see you guys next week. And um, I should have a guest. It's not that I didn't have a guest for this episode. This was just a spur of the moment. Like this episode will probably come out after some episodes I already, that I would do after. I don't even know how I'm going to put this one out. I'm going to, I just don't know how. So, um, but yeah, I just don't have any done after this episode in particular, but I'm so far ahead that I didn't really need any. I just, this is how I was feeling. Jumped on here and said, let's go. So, um, yeah, thank you guys for being with me and Bullet. And um, from the, uh, from what what kind of, what do we call this? We'll call it the jungle because I have so many giant stuffed animals, which is just another story. I'm, I'm just a mess. <laughs> I got so many realistic giant stuffed animals around this apartment. I always say I need more room and I keep putting more shit that I don't need in here. Um, but anyway, I'll explain on another, another episode. Um, so see you guys later from us, from my blowed opinion and, uh, any of the guests, we love y'all support. Appreciate you. See you guys later. Bye.